This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And your old sous chef, Frank Proctor, along for oh, the ride. Oh, you're here. not so old, Frank. Well, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm young at heart. You truly are. Yes, and this is one of my favorite days of the whole year. Oh, you stole my line. Oh, did I? Oh, I know what you're going to talk ahead. about that. No, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I thought I'd get sleeping early there. A whole extra hour tonight. Can you believe it? I huh? love it. I look yeah, forward yeah, yeah. to this day all year. A 25-hour day. Think of all the things we can get done. I know, like this show. This this is the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, and uh, we're going to be hopefully taking your calls. We're having a little bit of a problem with uh, some of the phone lines here this morning. Our crack technician, Gene, is working at things right now. But anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, call anyway, and we'll see what we can uh, get on. Okay, uh, let's see. The phone number's for the Toronto area. Go this away, 416-360-0740, and then anywhere else in the province. It is toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Charlie, you look like you got a whole ream of things there. I do, I do. Um, so let me give you a couple of announcements, the things that are coming up. Uh, one is the Lakefield Horticultural Society is pleased to announce... The speaker for their next meeting is Victoria Whitney. She's from Griffin Greenhouses, Mm -hmm. and she's going to demonstrate how to transition your outdoor containers for winter. That is uh, Tuesday, November the 13th, so not this Tuesday, but the Tuesday after, 7.30 p.m., and, of course, the Lakefield Hort Society meets at Marshland Center in Lakefield. And, of course, one little special thing is it is the Society's 50th anniversary, so they're pretty excited all year, yeah, Yeah. having all kinds of special events. The other thing that is coming up uh, fairly shortly, next November the 11th, which I think is next Sunday. Yes, that's right. Week tomorrow. uh, The Ontario Rock Garden and Hardy Plant Society is hosting a meeting, and the speaker is Michael Pascoe. Michael Pascoe is a teacher, lecturer at Fanshawe College. Uh, he's in a, London, Ontario. Exactly, mm-hmm. in London, Ontario. And um, he's a great guy, actually. He's highly talented, knows an awful lot of stuff. He is um, a horticulturalist who has done extra study all over the world. And one of the things he does is he looks after the A.M. Cuddy Garden and Rock Garden um, and the you know, Cuddy Turkey yeah, Farm. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have this amazing multi, multi-acre beautiful gardens that you can tour through and one of his jobs and the students jobs is they maintain and Michael Pasco has been doing this for years so he will be speaking to the group on Sunday November the 11th at 1 p.m. Uh, on that subject of the Cuddy Gardens and he's got great photographs and you know unusual where, where plants. Where are they located again? I'm sorry. Uh, Stra- or, or... Uh, outside Strathroy, right oh, okay. close to Strathroy. Oh yeah, alrighty. Uh, which is not far from London. Uh, so he, um, yeah, free admission, obviously, at the TBG. They're meeting 1 o'clock on the Sunday. Non-members are welcome, and you'll enjoy Michael. He's pretty entertaining, and like I said, he knows a lot of stuff. Very good. You know of a lot of people who know a lot of stuff. That's true. <laughs> have you noticed that? <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. And you're one of them, really. 
Well, thank you. So later we will have a special guest joining us, I hope. It'll all work out because, as, as Frank mentioned, we are kind of running on some funny systems here today. Stanley Rozak, he is a grower with the City of Toronto Parks and Recreation Department, and he's going to join us from Centennial Greenhouses and Conservatory and tell us what's going on there right now. But before we get to that, I think we're due for a break. We are we? indeed. Yes, we are. And uh, should you get through in those lines, and we're keeping our fingers crossed, everything's going to go according to Hoyle. Uh, remember, please, our little mantra, call early, call often. One question per call. Charlie Dobbin returns after these words. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. <laughs> Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And uh, let's welcome Darlene to the line here, uh, talking to Charlie Dobbin, our master gardener. Good morning, Darlene. Hello, Darlene. Hello. Yeah, oh, oh. I'm sorry. Uh, we had a, a Darlene in there, but <laughs> I think this might be James then. Is that correct? No, no it's Lauren. Lauren. Well, yeah. okay, Lauren. <laughs> welcome to the show. It doesn't sound like we're very welcoming, but really we are. Uh, where are you calling from, by the way? Grafton. Oh, okay. Northumberland, Northumberland Hills. Nice. Oh, beautiful. Yes. All righty. Uh, my, my first call, I, uh, I wish we listen to the show every, every week. Uh, uh, it's about garlic. We, we have a garden, and we've and we decided to plant our own garlic, and we were told to plant it about three weeks, approximately three weeks before frost, and obviously we were a little ahead of time. And what's happened is that the garlic that we've, that we've put in mm-hmm. is starting to, is sprouting. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? We just leave it and it'll die back, or yeah. do we cut back the tops? No, or? just leave it. What I would probably do, and good for you for planting garlic, because I did the same thing. I'm a huge fan of garlic. Uh, what I would do is, if you've got some leaves kicking around the property, or... Oh, yeah. You know what I would do? I would just mound a few leaves over top where those little green sprouts are coming up, and yep. it'll all go dormant again. It's just because it was cool, but not cold enough, and the little bit of cool caused them to sprout, and uh, and then it got a little bit, you know, all that moisture, the garlic started to grow. But don't worry. That, you, that'll all kind of get frosted off eventually if you leave it alone, but I would sort of protect it a bit with some leaves, a little mulch, whatever. Uh, right now, you mean? Yep. Or just, okay. Today. Okay, we'll, we'll mound it up and yeah. wait for spring. Good stuff. Well, yeah, exactly. Watch for see to see them really come up in the spring. Yeah, absolutely. All right, good. Thank thanks for that, much. Lauren. Bye-bye. Okay, have a good day, and thanks for joining us from Grafton. And uh, you are listening, by the way, to AM740, broadcasting from Toronto. And it is the Garden Show on the air, and I do believe we have Darlene on the line. Good morning, Darlene. Morning, Frank and Charlie. Morning. And Charlie and Frank. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> That that gentleman that just phoned, I have the garlic clove on my cupboard, not even planted, and it's done what his is doing. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> anyway, I planted, I bought some muscari, I think that's how it's... Muscari, grape hyacinth, yep. Morning. Oh, did we lose you, Darlene? Oh, dear. Okay, uh, Darlene, call back again. I'm very sorry. We just had you bumped off there for so we, we can kill people off here. For, you know, my <laughs> Careful. Gosh. They won't usually, be afraid yeah, to Yeah, no, no. Call back again, Darlene, okay? All right, and Darlene was just going to ask us about some bulbs okay. uh, called grape hyacinths or mm-hmm. muscari. Um, I'm not sure what she was going to ask, but um, they're little tiny bulbs. We usually buy them in quantity because yep. you don't just plant one or two muscari. You kind of want to go out with a good dozen or more. And 
they naturalize. So wherever you plant them, the, the, the clump will get bigger and bigger and spread and spread. And they're little short electric blue flowers in the spring. They're great. I love them. I have all kinds of them at my house. Okay. Well, maybe we'll She'll get uh, Darlene back, back in again. Yeah. Sure. Uh, meantime, I think we can go to uh, James, who is uh, waiting online. When to detach the grass. Detach. Oh, I thought I said detach. Let's see what James has <laughs> to say. All right. James, good morning and welcome to the show. Morning, uh, and I love your show. I, I, I got a quick question. When is a good time to detach the grass? Well, if, assuming you have thatch, and thatch is that thick layer, and it's typically like a really thick layer of dead, inert, not going anywhere, uh, cut grass that's fallen down and is sitting on the surface of the soil and stopping moisture and nutrient from getting down to the roots and stopping air, you know, and, and sort of the proper respiration to take pl- take place. I, you could, it depends how moist your soil is. I mean, we've had a ton of rain, so it's pretty soggy out there on the lawns. I would be inclined to not go on anything soggy this weekend, whether it's lawns or gardens. You can dethatch in the fall or in the spring. It, you do want the soil to be moist, but not soggy. And you have a special dethatching rake. It's like a, it's like a, a really, it's a rake with big um, prongs, and they're sharp, and you kind of scrape it back and forth, and it will it will pull some of that dead material out. Uh, typically, though, a healthy lawn never gets thatch because a healthy lawn constantly breaks down the thatch. So the other thing to consider is um, ensuring that you've got a good, healthy lawn, uh, healthy soil that your lawn is growing in, and then you won't have thatch problems. Okay, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling. And you know what? It is not only the night that we get an extra hour of sleep, but when you're sleeping, you should be nice and relaxed. And to be nice and relaxed, you should have exercised throughout the day, which I'm going to start really early this morning, <laughs> right now, as a matter of fact. And that's my visual cue for Charlie. Duke. Visual <laughs> cue. No, it's, the, <laughs> it's that suit of clothing you're wearing that's yes. the visual clue. Mm-hmm. Sierra Silman. Yes, Sierra Silman here. Stu <laughs> Save the day. <laughs> and to get everybody active. Yes, Remember indeed. the old participation days? Well, this is Frank getting everybody participating <laughs> and being active. And the reason why he likes to be active is because he wants to maintain his favorite activities. And with reduced aches and stiffness that he gets by taking on a daily basis, Sierra Sill. Uh, Sierra, like the mountains, and then Sill. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L dot ca is the website you can call the wonderful people in vancouver one eight seven seven joint 14 if you have questions or try sierra sill pick it up at your local health food store like the natural food depot in scarborough on lawrence avenue east and port credit village pharmacy on lakeshore road east the Royal Horshone Winter Fair is celebrating 90 years. There's so much to do, we've asked auctioneer Tim Dowler to try and fit it into 30 seconds. Tim? Head on down to the roll to check out the sheep, chickens, and goats. Look at the Canadian cowgirls, farmers and riders. Dress up at night and join the horse-loving, gourmet-living crowd where horses jump the quest to be champion with the new low family pass price. I call this one So Fine work, Tim. Not even close. Catch the Ontario Toyota dealer's Royal Rodeo and President's Choice Superdogs. The 2012 Royal. Experience it day and night. Visit royalfair.org for details. Presented in part by Ontario Toyota dealers of Rico, Canada. Ontario, yours to discover. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size, there's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem, well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. 
exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And this is the old sous chef of the garden, Frank Brocher. <laughs> stop I know. with the old. Hey, by golly, it's good to welcome you to the show. Yes, indeed. Hey, uh, phone number is 416-360-0740. What are you doing? You're uh, rifling through a mound I'm, of papers there. Well, that's what I do. And uh, anywhere else in the province, toll free. Oh, God. Well, 866-740-4740. She's such a delight to work with. I know. Uh, and, you we know, do have fun. Yes, indeed. Uh, Lorraine, hey, from Cottage Country. I love Bob Cajun. Mm. That's a great little town up there. Hello, Lorraine. Nice nice to have you with the show. Good morning. Morning. Uh, my question is, I have ever-bearing raspberry canes. So I wonder if it's too late to prune them back. In Bob Cajun. I would say no. I, um, so you've finished, obviously, taking out all the fruit that was going to come this year. So your main thing is to recognize that they're not going to bear again on the same canes. So, yes, indeed, they need to be pruned either now or in the spring. It doesn't matter, but early spring if you're doing it in the spring. Okay, I just wonder if it was too late because of the frosty nights we're getting now. Well, see, the good thing about the frosty nights is if you do trimming now, the plants will not respond by growing, right? Because you know how so often when we prune, we actually um, cause the growth. Yeah, growth, exactly. Yeah. You know, buds break and, and growth comes, and then that brand new growth gets frosted off. So with the cool and the dormancy that the plants are going into, it, it has become a better time to consider pruning, such as you as you mentioned, of the of the canes. And even our, our roses, at some point, we're going to be at the point of trimming our roses, but not where I live quite yet. It's not quite cold enough yet. Right. <laughs> okay, that's great, because it's been a debate here whether to wait till spring or do it now. <laughs> well, if you can get out now, do it, but just stay off the off the garden if it's really soggy. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining us. Uh, what's it like, by the way, in, in uh, Bob Cajun right oh, now? Oh, it's nice. Really nice. Yeah. Here. See some blue sky? Um, a little bit of blue. Mostly cloudy, but we do see a little bit of blue and a little bit of sun trying to come through. Oh, that's good. Okay. I think we're going to see some, send all it, of us send are going to see some Send it our way, sun. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Lorraine. Okay. 9.25 here on The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin from AM740. I think it's, add something well, in? I was just going to say, I think it's going to be one of those days where we all kind of go, what is that shiny yellow orb up <laughs> yeah. in the sky? Yeah, because, it's been a bit. Yeah, it's been so overcast for over a week, and I noticed today, even as I was driving down, it's clearing out from the west. Like mm-hmm. There's blue sky coming, and it was very, very heavy clouds to the east, which is where Bob Cajun is. So give it another hour or so, and you too shall see some blue sky, I believe. Okay. Hey, we've got a call from Hamilton here. George is on the line, I do believe. Good morning, George. And good morning, Charlie and Frank. How are you guys doing? This good. Morning? Great. My uh, reason for my call, I put lawn seed down three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and... I didn't put the fertilizer, but on the bag it says four weeks afterwards. Is it still possible time, and is it a good time to put down the fall fertilizer? Uh, it is a good time to put it down, but you could wait another couple of weeks. Have you seen any movement from that grass seed? None at all. So it's sort of killing my heart. No, So it's just sitting there. Well, can you see the seed, or did you cover it in soil? I can see the seed. I didn't really, uh, that's what I was thinking, if I should throw down a little bit more soil on top of it. I can see the seed. Yeah, see, the problem with leaving the seed on the surface is the birds can see it too. Uh, So they may steal it on you. So my impulse would be to either lightly rake the seed that you have there now so that it does get just lightly covered or really, really lightly sprinkle a little soil on top just so the birds don't take it. Um, Is it like it's a reseeding as in a you're thickening the lawn or it's actually like you're creating a whole new lawn oh no reseeding to thicken the lawn not yeah. creating a whole new lawn yeah okay so, yeah, so um, i spread my uh I, yeah i spread my dirt 
and then I put the seed, and then I did rake in, but I do see more so on the back. I see, uh, I see more seed on just laying on the ground. Right. Okay. So yeah, a little light raking, and the way it works with grass seed is the seed must have what they call good seed soil contact. So that means that you know that it's so important. The seed will never grow if it's not in full contact with the soil, and that's where that raking comes in, uh, okay. just to ensure that that's happening. And then yeah, if you wanted to go out with a fertilizer, it's only early November. You've got at least in Hamilton, you've got at least two weeks, even three weeks to, to apply that fall fertilizer, I'd say. Lovely. So I just, thank you very much for your help. <laughs> no problem. Wow. Wiping his brow. Wow, got away yeah, with it. Exactly. <laughs> All right, thank you. Okay, George, thank you for calling in. It's uh, 927. We do have time for one more call just before we uh, talk to our special guest. And uh, that would be, uh, let me see here, Joyce, I believe in, uh, oh, I don't know where you're calling. Where are you calling from, Joyce? Good morning, Joyce. Good morning. Yeah, where are you calling from, love? Brantford. Brantford, okay. Yes. Well, what's it like there this morning? Oh, bright sunshine. Hey, Just beautiful. Steaming down. There you go. Get out those sunglasses. We, they're dusty now. That's right. <laughs> my question is to do with my amaryllis bulb. Uh-huh. I brought it in. Mm-hmm. Um, it never did die. I listened to you well, lots, and last week you, you mentioned the fact that sometimes they don't. What has happened is I have two, not one, but two new shoots at the side of the bulb. Oh, that's sweet. It's little baby bulbs down there. Yes. Now, should I uh, repot this? Can I repot it now? I wouldn't repot it. Amaryllis like to be, they look like they're in a pot that's too small. Yes. So it likes it that way. So don't repot it. Okay. Um, you have two options. One is you can force that that growing entity to go dormant by putting it into a dark place and don't water it for the next two and a half months. And it will just turn yellow and the leaves will turn brown and it'll go to sleep and then you'll pull it out and wake it up again. So you can force that to happen or you can just keep it in your house in a sunny location as a house plant. So water as required. It It will bloom eventually. It's just a question of when. Yes. Yeah, that's what I heard last week. Yeah. Well, it it um, my mother bulb has qu- quite a leaf on it already, so I think I will just leave it and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's going to get big. You're going to have those green leaves, kind of big and floppy, Yeah, uh, which is if you have room for it and you have a sunny spot, I, okay. I wouldn't hesitate to do that. I would Good. just let it do that. And the little baby bulbs, they will not flower right away, but in two or three years they will. Oh, really? Yeah, as they get older. It's just a maturity thing with bulbs. And and now, when do I transplant, or do I separate those babies at some time? Well, at some time. I mean, if you want to become a bulb grower, and you can <laughs> dig them up, separate them, sep- you know, sell them to your friends. I mean, that's what they do. That's how bulbs are propagated, right? Yes, absolutely. The daughter bulbs, and then they're grown up to be big enough to flowering size. Uh-huh. So, I mean, again, it's up to you. I've seen people keep just what you've got going on there, and it becomes a multi-stemmed affair because there's all kinds of little daughter bulbs growing in there. So lots of greenery and when you least expect it, you'll get flowers. Wonderful. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks for joining the show, Joyce. Thank you. Uh, Coming up, in fact, it is 9.30 right on the old schnozzola and uh, I see our (laughs) special guest. I don't see 9.30 on your (laughs) schnozzola. (laughs) 
Well, it's such a little thing, you know, a little button nose. Uh, it is. Yes. Okay, we do have a special guest, and uh, Stanley has called in. Stanley Rozak, as I mentioned earlier, he's a grower with the City of Toronto Parks and Recreation for the last 19 years. He grows and creates beautiful displays and has done it in several of the different parks. Currently, Stanley's located at Centennial Park Greenhouse and Conservatory, and I'll give you all the information on where that is and how to get there, but he's going to tell us about an event, a special, special seasonal flower show that's going on right now at Centennial Park Greenhouse and Conservatory. Good morning, Stanley. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. How and boy, you? you wouldn't believe the sales job. He, I'm telling you, Charlie should be your agent. <laughs> oh, should, you, should, you should meet this guy. She said, you will not believe how excited he is about his job, which he just loves. Well, I'm... Oh, I love it. I love it. This is my passion. All life, I'm doing only one thing. That's why I know only plants. Yeah. Well, there you go. I, I was, I, Stanley, I should let you know, I told Frank, I said, it's too bad we were doing radio and that you're over the phone. Because I said to Frank, if he could see your face when you start talking about your passion, the gardening world, the brightness and the, you know, just the excitement in your eyes and your face is, is something to really, really enjoy. So uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. And tell us a little bit, tell our listeners what is going on at Centennial Park Greenhouse and Conservatory as we speak. Well, currently we having a chrysanthemum show. The chrysanthemum show is all about chrysanthemum mostly the standard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we are calling Japanese mums as well. They are on a single stem growing up. We disbudding them to to have the terminal, the biggest, largest flower. Right. If, if you, we yeah. remove the terminal, we having smaller flower, mm-hmm. but the brighter color. Right. So uh, the whole trick is to get the largest one. Right. What do we need? We need that, you know, uh, the, I would say that the, the highest level of emotional experience, if you go for the show, you, you have to say that, wow, right? And that brings us and all of us as a bigger number of people who are coming, 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 and all the show, of course, supposed to stay for the longest period of time. Right, right? and chrysanthemums are great for being long-lasting flowers, right? Oh, yeah, they already set up from 28th of October, mm-hmm. and tomorrow is official day. Okay. It's a day, opening day of the show by mm-hmm. Friends of Centennial, is an organization like other, whatever, mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they fundraising, they be selling a little coffee or cookies and um, That's uh, cool. apple pie. Oh, One nice. of members, <laughs> the homemade apple pie. Oh, I, it's a lovely. Gee, save some for me. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. And the show is going to be until November 20. Uh, 25th, I've got The plants are not in that pig shape anymore. And after chrysanthemum, we're having poinsettia. That's right. Well, yes, let me tell the listeners what goes on. I mean, this is a big greenhouse and conservatory where the friends of Centennial and people like yourself work. It, this particular location, it's at 151 Elmcrest Correct. Avenue Drive, Drive in Etobicoke. Yes. It is, this location is open every day of the year, 365 days of the year, every single day from 10 until 5, Correct. and it's free admission. So it's a really nice place to go if you're, wow. you know, just you need a, on a snowy day and you want to get into some warmth of the feeling of the tropics, 
that is there. It's always wow, open. that's great. Because there's, um, it, there's three greenhouses. The area covers 12,000 square feet. Uh, among the highlights, there are, there's a permanent collection of uh, tropical plants from around the world, uh, plants that bloom uh, year-round, unusual fruit trees like soursop. There's papaya tree in there. Uh, great collection Even of... guava we have. There you go, guava tree in there, and cacti, lots of cacti, a lot of succulents and cacti. That's the permanent collection. But uh, meanwhile, the seasonal flower show is what's going on in one of the greenhouses. And of course, as Stanley's telling us, it's all about the chrysanthemums now, and it'll flip to the Christmas poinsettia display afterwards in December. It's big. Thousands of people come through, right, Stanley? I mean, this is a very big thing. All the time, from this time of the year, when the temperature outside is a little bit dropping down, most of people like to come inside. Mm -hmm. And a free admission that brings even more you betcha the worm <laughs> well and there's birds in there too and right the birds are there's big parrot we have in cockadoo which is singing and saying hello whoever comes <laughs> and if you start waving or dancing uh, she's picking up and doing the same thing it's and true having also small birds as well i know there's some big cages in there and you're birds. feeling like uh, somewhere in a tropic you don't have to pay and fly for those expensive <laughs> right. Bahamas, right it's cheap How holiday so be cool well and you, you are very close to radburn and renforth that's right Excellent. Burnhamthorpe and Renforth is yeah. where you're, you're located. And the, and the other thing is there's a wall of water. There's like cascading water. So it's we very have cascading water. Tropical. We have fish pound. We have little water fixture between mums. And yeah. uh, the focal point in the Christmas, uh, in the Chrysanthemum show, I have a little angel which is uh, sitting peacefully and watching everybody. And I make that focal point or designing plants which are kneeling down almost up to his face. That's, that's the, the direction of the design. That sounds it's, very sweet. Like I mentioned, uh, we have to make that uh, providing the highest the emotional level or the yeah, experience, experience. Right? the wow right like you said yeah, that's the wow because well, in designing is no shortcut right or quick fix that's right it's not just yeah. you guys don't they just go out there and put a bunch of pots the work that's right yeah well and like for example um you were telling me about some of the baskets that you make okay oh, so the these are basket, big wire baskets moms I, I didn't say anything almost about the chrysanthemum the crop which i grow uh, it's a 13 classes, different shape, different texture, all form, colors, unbelievable colors, mm-hmm. o- exception not the blue, of course. Yeah, no you blue. Blue, they are mm, sort of abused, <laughs> right? Spray painted. So I love nature, that's why. Now when I'm talking, when we start talking, I was sitting, now I'm standing. <laughs> <laughs> getting grazing up to the silly goal. <laughs> and uh, those cascading yes. across the largest one, they look like starfish, mm-hmm. is eight feet, one inch and three quarter from the tip to the tip, from one side to another side. And, uh, you know, I create, I'm growing, 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 and uh, it's almost end of August, and I look to the door where I have to take the <laughs> you got to get these through. Outside. And I said to myself, oh, no, gee, Stanley, what are you doing? No, how you can carry out? The door are even too small. We have to open oh, off all that concrete block. <laughs> <laughs> That's but good. I like that. We didn't have to. I, oh. I 
managed to... You, be, you bent it around Darn the corner. Darn, you had to enlarge the door. Up ...and he's waiting for all... Yeah. Well, these uh, are neat baskets, too. Like you said, it's eight feet. It's like a starfish or a big a flower. Starfish. It's a 16 inches basket with the liner, and uh, it's a nine uh, arms. Yeah, like the every starfish single or flower. Arm hold one plant. One so plant. Tomorrow, I have a nine plants only. Wow. It's amazing. And you know where people can see a photograph of this, and then they're all going to jump in their cars to come and see this in real life? Oh, is yeah, you on can see that. Gar- Photograph. I think I already mentioned, or if I no, did, is a garden walking. No, gardenmaking. You, you can find out over yeah. there. The if you pictures. go to gardenmaking.com and then you'll see events, go to events, and then you'll see the chrysanthemum event. Click on that and it comes up with some photos from the show. And it's there's a white. Like you're saying, it's like a starfish or a big flower, and it's eight feet across, and it's nine plants within that big shape wow. that you've grown and trained and, <laughs> and you know, loved and cared for and disbudded and made it look really, really good. So I'm certainly sure you're going to get a bunch more visitors after this because they're oh, going to want to meet you, Stanley. And tomorrow, like you say, is the big grand opening with the friends. Yeah, from one o'clock to four o'clock. One to four, and I'm going to do my best to try and come and see you as well. So uh, good luck. With tomorrow, and, already invited. Oh, thank you. Everybody's <laughs> invited. We want to see this in real life, and you, I know you're busy getting ready for that, so we'll let you get oh, one back. more arrangement. I have to do floating in the water, and uh, this is it. Everything be done floating in the water. You're too much. I love it. Oh. <laughs> Good luck with it, Stanley. Thank Thanks so much. So much. Thank, thank you, Stanley. You. A pleasure talking thank you, Charlie. to you. Bye. It's, Have a great so, day. Bye. Yeah, isn't it nice to talk to someone who is so in love with their work? And you can tell he was getting so excited. He, he started said. out sitting down, and he was <laughs> by the end of the conversation, but, he's but, standing up. And you know what's neat about that? We we always talk about city workers being jaded and you know reading the newspaper every direction four times because they're not doing anything. You know, blah 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 blah. There's Stanley, 19 years with the city. Of Toronto, and what a great guy. Does he love his job? And a hard worker. And does obviously. he take it seriously? Yeah, you betcha. Does he lie awake nights worrying about what's going on at the greenhouse? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's great. So thanks again, Stanley. And I see you are just I Mr. Know. Active I today. St- my visual cue once again, I started stretching my arms. No, and you just can't You know what stop. that means, Charlie? You are mm-hmm. such a boy. I'm going to do my finger push-ups. Today. I think that Frank's just feeling really good, and the reason he's feeling just so good, and he's got reduced aches, he's got reduced stiffness. Uh, he's just, you know, doing his finger push-ups without <laughs> any whining at all. Right. <laughs> because Frank takes Sierra Sill on a daily basis, as do I. And we, that's because we're active and we want to stay active. And uh, we don't want to hurt while we're being active. Sierra Sill helps us. It is a completely natural mineral supplement taken on a daily basis. Doesn't work for everybody, but if it's going to work for you, you'll know it within 14 days, which is where the phone number comes in. Any questions? One eight seven seven joint fourteen, or visit on the in, on the web Sierra Sill <clears throat> excuse me dot ca, or go to your local health food store. There are all kinds of them that carry Sierra Sill, including uh, Ambrosia Natural Foods uh, in both Newmarket and Thornhill, and Natural Solutions at Sherway Gardens in Etobicoke. S i e r r a s i l 
Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Well, uh, good morning to you, and uh, always nice to have uh, breakfast with a whole bunch of friends all around the province. Yeah, a little cup of tea. A little cup of tea. Frank Proctor, along with Charlie Dobbin, our master gardener here on The Garden Show from AM740. And we're going to go up to, I believe, Barry is our destination now. Delane, good morning. Good morning. I got cut off when I was talking about the muscuri. Oh, oh, right. Good. Gotcha. Yeah. And what I was saying, I planted all the bulbs in a flower pot, and I put a piece of cardboard over the top of them. And I wanted my husband to take them out into the garage uh-huh. uh, for the winter. And uh, you know how husbands are. They sort of uh, delay the problem. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I, I looked. Uh, they've been in there about eight days, mm. and they've actually grown up through the cardboard. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And I'm just wondering, do I... Uh, it, they're confused, I guess, because yes. we've had snow here in Barrie, so... I think winter is over and spring is in. Well, or have they been just sitting outside all this time? No, I've had them sitting in the kitchen. Oh, right, so they're in the warmth. So do I jerk the little boogers up and cut the tops off and replant them? No, 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 you don't need to do any of that. Just um, what I would do is, okay, so you want to put them in the garage because you want to cool them off, give them the cold period required to set flowers because right now you're only going to get leaves. You're not going to get flowers if they continue to grow. Oh, yeah. And then your idea is you want to bring them in the house and have them blooming in the house, I assume. Okay. Is that your plan? Well, I think they're going to have flowers by the looks of them. Really? Can you see flower buds? Pardon? I'd be surprised if you could see flower buds now. Uh, well, not really, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm looking le- at them, and no, they're just all little spikes. Yeah, little green leaves, very normal. Well, so what, one of the reasons we pot bulbs into, fla- into pots and then... Uh, do what's called forcing of the bulbs is we want to bring them in and enjoy them flowering in our home, which you can do when you've got them in a pot. So my thinking is two things. One is I would put it, leave that cardboard on top, though I guess there's a little bit of green underneath. Dark colored plastic bag goes around the pot, closed at the top, and you have watered once, of course. There was some moisture in that soil, I assume. Okay. Then out to the garage is fine as long as it's not going to freeze in the garage. If it's going to go below freezing, you may find that the bulbs will rot. The best thing to do is to take that pot of bulbs that's completely dark because it's enclosed in a dark plastic bag, no light is getting in, and put it in a refrigerator. If you have access to a refrigerator where you've got some room, stick it in there 12 weeks Take the pot out of the refrigerator, sit it in a sunny spot on your kitchen counter, and it will bloom right there before your very eyes inside your house. Great. That's what I would do, if you can. Oh, okay. I just worried about the garage being a little too cold. But, and the cardboard isn't enough. That's why the green sprouts are coming up. Light is getting in, so you need to make sure that the, the um, bulbs are blocked from light. Okay. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank Good you luck very with much. That, Arlene. That's a great... I've- Great idea. I uh, love forcing bulbs. Well, uh, I'm sorry, but I, I, t- I have to disagree. I mean, uh, <laughs> t- 
12 weeks of pot in the fridge. Where, where's my beer going to go? Uh, I was going to say, well, you well see, yeah. this is the time of year where the, we, we say, okay, we don't need a beer fridge in the winter. It becomes a bulb fridge in the, in the winter. And then the bulbs go out and the beer goes back in. Not at my place. <laughs> okay. 9.46 our time here in the Garden Show with Charlie Doppin. Uh, next online, uh, let's see, again, another call from Barry. Uh, Barbara is there. Good morning, Barbara. Oh, hello. Good morning. Oh, good morning. I enjoy your show immensely. Um, my question, hello? Yeah, we're here. My question is, I have an Annie D wisteria, and I, it's been about maybe seven years, and it's just absolutely beautiful. What I want to know is, if you could tell me, uh, the pods that hang, are they the seeds, and how do I plant them? Because I've tried to do that, and I don't get any results. Hmm. Yes, the pods are the fruit, and inside the fruit are the seeds. Okay. And so you have tried... Um, planting when in the fall or you like the trick to planting seeds now I can report back next next week on very specifics but the trick to any kind of seed situation is think about what happens in nature so in nature those seeds ripen in the fall Mm -hmm. and they hang on the plant through the fall and winter until conditions are right and the pods fall to the ground, and then eventually the the um, outer covering starts to deteriorate, and then the little seeds hit the ground. So, so, you, so you think I should leave those pods until spring? Exactly. I think that it, they'll if, turn really dark brown. That's fine. They sound more mature when they're dark brown. Okay. And then it's a matter of potting them up at that point. Oh, I have so many of them. <laughs> and do you really want to grow that many wisteria? Uh, well, friends, because okay. they admire mine. Okay, so that's a good idea. Now, keep in mind that let them know wisteria do not start blooming until they reach a certain level of maturity, which is often six or seven years old. Oh, really? So I've, I've got a beautiful one. <laughs> yeah, and you've obviously had it for a number of years. And, yes. And yes. that's great. Like, And it's a big plant. Yep. It needs a very solid structure to grow on. Yes, I do have that. Yeah, so if you're going to start some little seedlings for your friends, warn them that it's going to be a long-term project before it flowers, okay. and they need to provide very I solid. I some of that, uh, like it's really growing quite along the fence, and uh, I call them like um, lilacs turned upside down, mm-hmm. how they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I wonder if I could sort of retain it to a certain area on the fence instead of letting it grow all the way along and interrupting other plants that I have. Absolutely, yes. Okay. Part of the responsibility of having a wisteria is having sharp pruners. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And they, the runners they are just, just take over, huh? going everywhere. That's right. And all those long green shoots that go running out off, those should be all hacked back in yep. early August yep. to about you know three quarters or two thirds comes off. Yep. And then the following spring, hacked back to about two or three buds. Oh, Because that's where your flowers form. Yeah. So that's important to do, and and don't hesitate to do it. It's a, you know, be pretty tough on your wisteria. Yep. Never fertilize. <laughs> no, it's just, I, I just love it. Oh, good. Well, it sounds beautiful. And nothing, it's a great idea to, to grow some up for your friends. But oh. uh, do warn your friends, it's a bit of a long-term project. Right. My son's waiting for me to get that done because he has the fence waiting for it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> if it's going to happen. But anyway, All thank right. you so much. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you a lot. Nice, nice of you to join us. Thank you so much, uh, Barbara. And uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Mary in just a couple of moments. But, uh, Charlie, we have to take a little bit of a commercial break here. But thank you, uh, my good friends out there, and Charlie's good friends out there, for joining <laughs> us here on The Garden Show. Back in a moment. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
Well, all right. I think we're back in the air here. Yeah, there we are. Okay. Mary up in uh, Hamilton, I believe. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Uh, I'm uh, calling about uh, my fuchsia plant, Mm -hmm. and I'm wondering uh, how the best way to, or my options for overwintering it. Hmm. Well, you have two options. Option one is it comes into a sunny, bright spot in your home, and you treat it as a house plant throughout the winter. And um, it will, you know, you'll water as required and it will just grow slowly for the winter. And then come spring, you'll do some pruning and shaping before we're frost free and you go back outside with it. Option two is you force it to become semi-dormant for the winter. So it kind of depends what you have available inside. Are you still there? Uh, um, I do have a sunny window, but it's a little bit leggy right now. The plant is. But you see, yeah. which is fine. You can well. Does it ha- probably has flowers all over it right now too? Doesn't it? Yeah, there's yeah, there's still yep. Yeah. See, my impulse when I bring in a plant at this time of year that's full of flowers is to give it a good thorough cleansing. But I don't like to trim it all back because I hate cutting the flowers off. But you can, right. you can cut it back now if it if it's just an unsightly plant. You will definitely give it some serious pruning come March or late February because it will be very important to. Pro- started off with the right shape before it all starts to grow again in the big spurt of spring growth. For now, you're not going to see a lot of growth. And if it's, like I said, it's really unsightly, certainly you could do some pruning. But I wouldn't prune it hard at this point because it's going to drop leaves anyway when you come in. The older leaves, which are the more mature leaves, are going to drop. They often do just from the shock of coming inside. So if you cut all the tips off and it drops all its mature leaves, it, it can die through the whole stressfulness of it all. So I tend to just bring them in and, and admire them. Even if they aren't that pretty, tell them they are. So then they are more likely to sort of get through this next process. It is a bit hard on them coming in the house. I was told that um, they can be kept in the cool. Mm-hmm. That's when you sort force them to be semi-dormant. Cool, not freezing. We're at the coolest that plant should be is 5 degrees Celsius or warmer. What about sunlight? If you're in that kind of cool situation, I wouldn't have it in a ton of sun. I'd have it, it can be in some sunlight, but it, it doesn't have to be in full sunlight. Uh-huh, and, you and would, just to water occasionally. Exactly, exactly, because you've got to be careful to not overwater. If it's a lot of light, then it'll use more water. If it's less light, it uses less water. So you have to be really, you know, on top of that watering based on the amount of light and the kind of temperature it's in. Uh, would a fruit cellar be too dark for it? Well, a fruit cellar, I would imagine, is pretty much completely dark, isn't it? Yeah, except when you go in, yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's likely to drop all of its leaves, and it may survive just because the root will survive, but it will not look like much when you pull it out in the spring. And whether it's alive or not will depend on the humidity levels in there and the temperature in there. Uh, but okay, it will well, drop all its leaves. thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you, Mary, for it is, joining us. Yeah, it is a bit tricky, eh, trying to sort out the best way to do these things with the, the tropicals. You do very well at it, I must admit. I, Thank you. Uh, your knowledge of uh, word usage is, and, and the fact that you can't talk without using your hands <laughs> is just a riot. I uh, know. <laughs> they do tend to wave, don't they? <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm sitting in a danger spot over here. Sometimes it gets smacked. Uh, Bruce in Etobicoke on the line for you, Charlie. Good morning, Bruce. Hi, Charlie. Morning. How are you? 
I'm well. How are you? Very good. The only information I want, you just had a guest on there by the name of Stanley. That's correct. And where is he from and where are they? Is the gardens located? Oh, that's a really good point. Because St- I, I, I find people on radio, they only give out addresses very little. All right. Well, thank you for asking me to say it again, because you're right. Stanley works at Centennial Park Greenhouse and Conservatory. Just a minute now. Centennial Park. Greenhouse and Conservatory. It's at 151 Elm Crest. A-L-M-A? Elm like the tree. E-L-M. E-L-M. C-R-E-S-T. E-R? Sorry, Elm Crest. E-L-M-C-R. Yeah. Oh, C-R-E-S-T. That's right. And it's in Etobicoke, and I notice you are as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So We're, we're, we're actually in the center of Etobicoke. Is well, that Elm Crest Road Park or it's whatever? It's Elm Crest Road, I believe. Yeah, okay, and I it's can right, find it on Yeah, Burnham Thorpe yep. and Rathburn. Yeah, yeah It's just off Rathburn. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, we were in those houses when they were first set up. That's a long time ago. Oh, really? Well, we since, haven't been back since. See, Centennial. My wife is an avid gardener. Oh, definitely. And Take I'm, her. I'm a gopher. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I know you what that's all about. Her. Yeah. You know that one, eh? Yep. Oh, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> no, you take her to this. And you'll have fun, too. Particularly if you go tomorrow. they got apple pie. It's open 365 days a year, and it's close to where you live. Yeah. Centennial Park is a huge park that was inaugurated in 1967. Yeah. Matter of fact, that hill that they ski on was made of, of waste. It's a garbage. Uh-huh. It was yeah. a waste dump. Exactly. Yeah. So the kids used to say they'll ski down and spear a sandwich. <laughs> Well, you know exactly where Centennial Park <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, and yeah. the greenhouses are on the south end of the park. So south they're on Elmcrest. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Charlie. Appreciate oh, thanks for calling. Okay. Nice, nice of you to call, Bruce. Take care, Frank. You betcha. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Uh, let's see. We have, uh, oh, another caller on the line here from West Lauren this time around. Mm-hmm. Right? Sharon, good morning. Welcome to uh, AM 740. I gotta turn the radio down. Oh, very good. Okay, we'll vamp till ready. I'll do a, do a little <laughs> tap dance over here. Okay, there we are. Are you back now, Sharon? <laughs> Talking Sorry about that. There you are. That's okay. Good morning. Um, what I'm calling about is my Christmas cactus. Mm-hmm. I heard you talking about it the other day. Um, now, some of the fronds are sort of dark brown in the middle and green on the outside. Mm-hmm. The rest of them are um, dark green, mm-hmm. and they do have buds on them. Mm-hmm. I put, I usually put it out about the last week in May or the first week in June mm-hmm. out under a tree. Perfect. Um, and about the end of September or first part of October, when I start seeing the buds, which is about an eighth of an inch mm-hmm. coming, I bring it in and water it periodically about maybe once a week mm-hmm. and um they're they're coming out really nice but i'm wondering about these other ones that are dark brown in the middle and um, um green on the outside the dark- should i wait till after the the um it cont- er, finishes flowering to uh nip those those um odd colored leaves and that off and then just yeah, absolutely, because as you point out... I can't out, hardly hear you. Uh, all right, so tell you what, um, uh, Sharon, you hang up the phone, scamper okay. over and turn up the radio, <laughs> and I'll give you the answer to the question. Okay. And, and while Sharon's doing that, I just want to thank uh, Gene, who is the wizard here this weekend. Absolutely. He's our IT guy. We are making some changes to the email system and the servers and domain names and all kinds of things are going on. So... That's been part of the technical issues that you've heard here, and I'm sorry for any dis- 
you know, eruption to anybody. But Gene, like I say, he's the wizard. He's working 24-7 right now to make sure everything works smoothly. And so we really appreciate him doing that. Now, Sharon and her Christmas cactus... Yes. Enjoy the buds. Enjoy the flowers. All those green tips, assuming that there are buds on those green tips and there will be flowers, leave them alone. Where you're seeing the dark brown on that Christmas cactus in the center, if it's if it's what I think it is, it's just older stem and it actually is bark. It's a barky look that you've got going on. Uh, it's actually perfectly normal. Christmas cactus can live for so long, like 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And when they're that old, they have like a serious bark thing going on yeah. in the center, you know, a woody stem. And that's what that is. So if it bothers you, wait till the flowering is all done. Get out your little pruners, prune it all back so that you've, you bring it down to being a much smaller plant. And all kinds of new growth will come out with lots of green and eliminate the brown that way. Very good. Excellent. And uh, you're mentioning folks to thank Christina. And uh, exactly who, uh, operates the the board there and, and is our producer. Thank you. And uh, she's doing her best within yeah. the uh, the situation. <laughs> it's we're it's all been finding. a Tylenol all morning for her. I think you <laughs> I think know. So. Well, we're trying to dice our way through stuff, but thanks, excellent, Christina. excellent work, Christina. And, and thanks to all our great callers. We really appreciate yeah. all the the good news and the good questions and tips. So again, thank you everybody. And thanks, Frank. I guess you've hey, got a busy day. We're going to be back here uh, mm-hmm. at noon with the diner, and of course, mm-hmm. the Natural Health Show follows Dave's Corner Garage, which is uh, and dead ahead here. There's those boys. Ready there to they go. are, all set to go at them. Yep. <laughs> Revving up those Alan engines. Alan Gelman looks too happy. I don't know, something <laughs> weird about him. Okay, we'll be back uh, next week, my friends. We will. See you then. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.